Lord, we want to bless you and praise you and thank you for your goodness unto us. For you have done great things for us, whereof we are glad. We want to thank you for this day that you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. We want to thank you for the opportunity to come into your house that we might lift holy hands without wrath or doubting to bless and praise your holy name for your goodness unto us. Now, Lord, we pray that the anointing from heaven will fall upon all of us in the name of Jesus. Let the Holy Ghost come down and fall on us like it fell when Peter preached, Lord, at Cornelius' house. Let saved and unsaved be stirred by the mighty power of your spirit. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, there's nothing we can do in and of ourselves that will be of any value to your people. But you are able, Lord God. So quicken us, make us alive by the Holy Ghost. Let the Holy Ghost come in and touch the hearts and the minds today. Hallelujah. Send forth your spirit right now. We pray in the name of Jesus. Pushing back the powers of darkness. Hallelujah. The stubbornness. Hallelujah. Of witchcraft. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Let your blood cover and prevail right now. Let us feel your holy anointing in your presence. Hallelujah. In this place that our ears might hear that our ears might hear that our ears might hear and our heart might respond Lord God in kind to thee for thou art our God the author and offender of our faith touch us and bless us anoint us today and use us for your glory and we will praise your name forever for you are worthy in the name Jesus Christ our Lord we pray amen amen come on and give him the praise today thank you Lord hallelujah Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Somebody lift your voice and praise the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, you're worthy. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God bless you. You may be seated. I feel like the psalmist. Take a look at a couple of passages here. Amen. We uh, thought we would. If we were up to it, we might have uh, preached this when we went down to New York a few weeks ago, but I guess the Lord had it for us, so amen. We will look at this and see what the Lord has. Revelations chapter 2, Revelations chapter 2, and then I want to consider a a verse from Mark chapter 12, but let's start in Revelations chapter 2. I want to again thank you while you're turning for the wonderful month of uh, October, Pastor Appreciation Month, for all you did, for your show of love, your prayers, your support, your gifts. Amen. We certainly appreciate those. I speak for Mother and myself from the depth of our hearts. And we're just thankful to the Lord. We're here today and we're rejoicing in God, our salvation. I received a call this morning from one of my pastor friends and I asked him how he was doing. He said, well, I'm not doing too well this morning. I just got a call from uh, one of the saints in the church that her husband had passed away this morning, longtime uh, member of the church, and that kind of weighs you down. Amen. That makes you feel, but so far we're all alive. If you're alive, flap your wings a little bit. Amen. Give God thanks and praise. Amen. God is good to us. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen, and our hearts certainly go out to 
saints because it's not the same everywhere. You know, you, you're rejoicing today, but you don't know what tomorrow holds. And so we continue to pray for the saints who are going through various circumstances and thank God for what he's doing uh, for us. Revelations chapter 2, let's consider the first seven verses. Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. I know thy works, and thy labor, and thy patience, and how thou canst not bear them which are evil. And thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not, and hast found them liars, and hast borne and hast patience, and for my name's sake hast labored and hast not fainted. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. Remember, therefore, from whence thou art falling, and repent, and do the first works, or else I will come unto thee quickly, and will remove thy candlestick out of his place, except thou repent. But this thou hast, that thou hatest the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. He that hath an ear... Let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. From Mark chapter 12, amen, verse 30. Gospel according to Mark. Some people say St. Mark, but that's, that's the Catholic way of doing it. Amen. We're all saints, aren't we? Everybody that's been born again of the water and the spirit, not just the writers of scripture or Aquinas or uh, Italian philosopher and theologian or people from way back where somewhere. We are all called to be saints. So that's why we don't say St. Matthew, St. Mark, St. Luke, St. John. Otherwise, I might as well say, you know, St. whatever your name is. <laughs> we're all called to be saints if we're saved. Is that right? But we know the Catholic Church is kind of off on that and a lot of things. But So we just say the gospel according to Mark. Amen. Verse 30. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. Praise the Lord. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left that first love. Now, I'm going to do something I don't think I've ever done. I've been preaching since 1974. I don't think I've ever done this, but we're going to sing a song. I'm asking you to get us to come. Amen. I don't know all the words to some of these newer songs, but some of them are good. Some of them aren't, but some of them are. Praise the Lord, just like some of the older songs. Some of them are not theologically correct. Amen. And some are. But I'm going to ask all y'all to stand with me because I know you've been sitting. I see the choir singing and some of y'all still sitting out there being entertained. 
rather than joining in. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank God for those that can sing, that you can teach a part to, and they can hold the notes. If you're not quite there, that might not be your gift, but that doesn't mean you can't join in with them. We ought to get up and teach these young people to get up and let's praise the Lord together and not sit there on our seats like we're somewhere in 42nd Street in New York. We come to praise the Lord. Amen. So, Elder, won't you sing? Go sing for us. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. How many love Jesus more than anything? Hallelujah. I lift my hands and bless the Lord. Hallelujah. I love you more than anything. Well, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee because thou hast left thy first love. I'd like to use for a thought today, where is the love? Where is the love? You know, one of the, one of the things you must do is participate with Jesus in the effort to keep your relationship with him fresh and alive. He wants to have a relationship with you that matures and flourishes. Just like a husband and a wife after many years of marriage need to celebrate the day of their wedding and do things from time to time to keep their marriage from becoming stale and routine. So saints need to recall from time to time why we came to Jesus in the first place. We need to rejoice over what he has done for you. Hallelujah. What he has done for you since you have come to know him, whom to know is life eternal. And you need to think about the promises he has made regarding your future with him. Praising the Lord and thanking him for your relationship with him. Everybody in here this afternoon ought to know that Jesus loves you. The Bible said he loves you with an everlasting love. Paul said he foreknew you. He predestined you to be conformed to his image. He called you. He justified you. And he glorified you. John said, beloved, now are we the sons of God. It doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know this, that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Hallelujah. You must come to understand that your whole purpose in life is to glorify Jesus. Praise the Lord. You have no other purpose as a child of God. Your whole purpose, it all boils down to this. You are to glorify the Lord in your body and in your spirit that belongs to him. You do not belong to yourself or your ideas or your dreams. 
You belong to Jesus Christ. You ought to love him with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, and with all of your strength. And just as it's dangerous for a husband or wife to take their spouse for granted, you must be careful to never take Jesus Christ for granted. You must never forget what he has done. You must praise him for what he is doing and give him thanks for what he has promised to do for you. You should do your part to keep the love relationship between you and Jesus alive and fresh. We used to sing a song that said, every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. Every day with Jesus, I love him more and more. He saves me. He keeps me. He's the one that I adore. Every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. And so we look at our text in the book of Revelations. Amen. As John, uh, the revelator, writes to us from a deserted place, an island off the coast of modern-day Turkey called Patmos. He was deported there from Ephesus, but the Lord had a purpose in mind that he might, amen, hear the testimony of Jesus Christ. And he writes to the seven churches of Asia Minor, and the first church was this church at Ephesus. Ephesus was an inland city three miles from the coast, but the broad mouth of the Kesta River allowed access and provided it to be the greatest harbor in Asia Minor. Four great trade routes went through Ephesus. Therefore, it became known as the gateway to Asia. And way back then, there were over 300,000 people that lived in this great city of Ephesus. It was like the size of modern-day Pittsburgh or Greensboro, North Carolina, or St. Louis, Missouri. And even today, if you were to visit where Ephesus was, you'll find the remains of a great amphitheater uh, measuring about 490 feet in diameter, capable of seating over 25,000 people. It was the center of worship, Ephesus was, for Artemis, which was a Greek god that uh, the Romans would call Diana. Amen. The temple of Diana was there, and it was considered to be one of the seven great wonders of the ancient world. And Paul ministered there in Ephesus perhaps longer than he preached anyplace else. For three years he was there and later met with the Ephesian elders on his way to Jerusalem. Timothy, Tychicus, and the apostle John all served that church. Amen. And that was the place where John was before he was exiled 50 miles away later to uh, Patmos. And so, amen, John writes as Jesus Christ is feeding him what to say. Because while some say that man wrote the Bible that shows their uh, spiritual ignorance, shows that they do not really understand anything about God or his true word. For Peter said that the Holy Ghost spake under chosen men, holy men of God, and they were carried along by the Holy Ghost. 
They didn't write out of their own mind. They didn't write out of somebody's past experiences. They didn't write out of uh, some ideas from the philosophers of their day or before their time. When these men wrote Holy Writ, the Holy Ghost carried them along and told them right what to write. Therefore, John says in this first chapter of the book of Revelation, I was in the spirit. Praise the Lord on the Lord's day. And that's where a lot of people need. They need to get out of their carnal, fleshly, worldly way of thinking and elevate their thinking into a spiritual realm. And so therefore, amen, John pens and he says unto the angel of the church of Ephesus, right? This is what Jesus told him. He said, amen, I want you to write a letter to the angel of the church at Ephesus. He said, these things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. Yes, amen, this book is full of symbols, amen, but uh, in some cases if you just read through the book you can come to understand what some of these symbols mean and if you pray amen the Lord will give you understanding if you truly study and dig into his word Bible makes it very clear amen that the seven stars were the pastors of the seven churches of Asia Minor and the seven golden candlesticks represented amen those seven churches and so he says, amen, I know thy works. Amen, I know the things that you are doing and the things you have accomplished. I know your labor. I know your intense work and your sufferings, your trouble and your toil. Praise the Lord. Amen, hallelujah. He said unto them, amen, I know that thou canst not bear them which are evil and has tried them which say they are apostles and uh, and are not and has found them liars. Amen. I appreciate the fact that you're not just going along with anybody and everybody and everything that is said because some things and some people are not true. Praise the Lord. Amen. And you have the ability to discern, praise God, hallelujah, what is true and what is a lie. Amen. What is right and what is in error. There are some people that are walking to some degree right, amen, but they have a lot of error that's jangling with them. You ever see, amen, sometime when uh, you see an old movie and you see somebody, uh, two newlyweds, they get in the car and they get married. You, you see just married and on the back of the bumper they got strings and a can and you hear the cans just rumbling and jangling there are some saints like that they're nice people amen but when you look at them and see them and you know what they're involved with and what they allow praise God they got a lot of error dragging along with them they're they're clanging something's not quite like it ought to be praise the Lord hallelujah to the Lord amen and he said in verse 3 and has born and has patience and for my namesake has labored and has not fainted. Praise God. Hallelujah. This is what was uh, 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 he was commending them for. But he said in verse 4, I have something against you. Amen. There, there, there's something wrong because while you're doctrinally correct, amen, I noticed that you have left off the most important thing. Amen. You have left uh, your first love. 
Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And once you fall in love with Jesus, you need to make up your mind to stay in love with him. Amen. You need to love him from the heart. You need to do his will from the heart. Amen. And not uh, out of just obligation. Hallelujah to God. You need to develop your relationship with him, seeking him in prayer, knowing him through the scriptures, glorifying him through a life devoted unto him. So many folk want to come into church and just sit back, amen, like they're on some kind of a carriage and they want the pastor and the ministers and some of the seasoned saints to kind of pull it along while they just clasp their hands and put it behind their head and act like they just showed up amen to church just to kind of go for the ride praise the Lord but let me tell you something hallelujah this life with Jesus Christ is one that you have to invest yourself into praise God so you can develop a personal relationship with him it's wonderful to have an anointed pastor it's wonderful to have great preachers and teachers and mothers in Zion praise God but you need to know the Lord for yourself praise God hallelujah amen you got to know him praise God hallelujah to the point that you realize there's nobody like Jesus praise God hallelujah to God amen you need to bring joy to his heart by praising him and rejoicing in him over what he has done for you nobody ought to have to beg you praise God hallelujah to praise the Lord nobody should have to barely remind you praise God to give him thanks for all that he has done for you. Thanksgiving for us ought not be just the last Thursday in the month of November. Amen. Praise God. We ought to always give thanks unto the Lord for what he has done. Praise God. And we ought to do it from our hearts, not because a praise leader or a preacher told us to do it. Praise God. We ought to enter his gates with thanksgiving. Praise God. And to come on in his courts with praise. You ought not let your mind wander off and your eyes be looking like you're somewhere in Pluto. You need to plug in and stay engaged. You need to, amen, discipline your thinking, amen, in your feeling, amen, and stay a part of the whole worship experience. Let the church say amen. Praise God. And even when you're out of here, amen, you ought to be conversing and talking with the Lord as you go along the way and fellowshipping with him. Praise God. You ought to talk to him, spending that personal time worshiping him as the only wise God and your Savior. You ought to tell him what he means to you. You ought to remember the former days, how he brought you out of bondage, out of the bondage of sin. Amen. I'm not talking about going back and reliving all that stuff, but remembering, praise God, there was a time when I didn't know Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And I was bound, amen, uh, in sin. I was a sinner, not only by label, but by practice, uh, amen. I was a slave to the desires of my heart and my flesh that were not like God. I was a 
addicted to sin and to think in a way that wasn't pleasing to God. I was slick and I was sly. I was sneaky and I was dirty. Praise the Lord. But look at me now. Somebody said my heart was distressed neath Jehovah's great frown. Low in my pit with my sins dragged me down. But I would have been in a pit but I cried to the Lord. How many remember crying to the Lord? Hallelujah to God. I cried to the Lord from the deep miry and clay and he tenderly brought me out. Amen. I know some of you, amen, were born like Jesus. Amen. Your mother was overshadowed by the Holy Ghost and that's how you came into the world. But the rest of us were born by the will of the flesh. The rest of us were born sinners. I don't care if your parents were saved. You came in this world with the old nature. You came in here sinning and grinning and acting like it was all right to live a life that was not pleasing to God. But don't you thank God? Don't you should remember every day that he brought you out of a horrible pit. He raised you up. He washed you clean. And I know some of you, amen, that are so self-righteous can make a list as long as you can about what you didn't do and what you didn't say and where you didn't go. Praise God. But you know what? You were the worst of everybody because you were full of filthy self-righteousness for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's no big or little sins in God. All have sinned, the Bible said. Amen. And everybody needed a savior. Amen. Jesus Christ, the Lord. Hallelujah to God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Amen. Remember how he loosed you from the hold of demons. Some of you were possessed by demons. Hallelujah to God. But he liberated you. He freed you. Didn't he do so? Hallelujah. Don't you remember how he broke the chains of addiction? Broke the chains of bad habits. The bad way of thinking. Bad way of speaking. Come on and say amen. Bro, praise God. Your little immature behaviors. He broke that so you can learn how to listen to instruction and take correction and not get your lip all poked out. Your mama and your daddy failed you. Praise God. They let you poke your lip out and frown up your face and talk back to them. Praise God. But now in this way you can't do that and get away with it. Amen. And some of you are still, amen, you ought to be beyond where you are, but you can't take correction. You can't be adjusted. Praise God because your face begins to ball up. You begin to turn away and act like a child. You're a grown person. Praise God. But you ought to be able to receive instruction, correction, amen, amen, and some adjustment and still keep smiling and say, thank God I was going off, but somebody brought me back in line. Amen. Because I bring you back in line don't mean I hate you, trying to belittle you, trying to crush you. Praise God. It's my job to help you to stay straight and you ought to receive that correction, giving glory to the Lord that you have somebody that won't let you go to hell uncontested. 
Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And so you ought to thank God. I don't act like my mama anymore. I don't act like my daddy. Because as you grow older, you begin to see your mother and father. When you're young, there you see them very idealistically. But as you grow up and mature, you love your parents, but you see that they were human too and had some shortcoming. And you ought to always, amen, covet the good and let go of the bad. Don't claim it as part of your DNA. If your mama was a powder, you don't have to be a powder. If your daddy was lazy, you don't have to be lazy. Come on, friend. Amen. You know better now. You can do better now because you have the power of the Holy Ghost within you. Praise the Lord our God. Amen. You want to do all the right things. Amen. But you want to do them for the right reasons. Amen. That's what happened to this church at Ephesus after a while. Amen. They were doing the right things but they were just going through the motions. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. They were doing that out of pure obligation rather than love for Jesus. Amen. But the Bible says we ought to love the Lord with everything because he is good. Amen. We don't serve him just out of habit or obligation. Amen. There ought to be some joy in serving the Lord. There ought to be some joy in living for him. There ought to be some joy in praising him. Hallelujah. And so what you want to do is keep this love relationship with you and Jesus fresh and alive. He shouldn't be the one pouring everything into you and you contribute nothing to it but a hard head and a stubborn spirit and a bad attitude. Amen. When you have a husband and wife and one is trying to be loving and the other is stubborn and hard-headed, won't do right, praise God, it causes a whole lot of headbutton and a lot of friction, a lot of turmoil in the home. Rather than having peace, there's confusion there. But when they both have a mind to work together and do what is right, their love relationship can grow. Is that right? Amen. So you have a man and a woman who meet each other and they fall in love. Amen. And just the sheer newness of the other person is enough to keep the relationship exciting. Amen. Some of you that are married, how many of you are married? Praise the Lord. And you ought to know what I'm talking about. Praise God. If you didn't have this, then I don't know what's going on with you. Praise God. But I remember how it was for mother and I. Amen. Way back when we first met each other. Amen. We couldn't wait to see each other. And mind you, we didn't have these technological advances available to us that some of y'all have today. You really had to go see a person. You didn't FaceTime them. You didn't Skype them. You didn't Zoom them. You had to go and see them. There was no way other than the figment of somebody's future imagination of seeing somebody on a screen and having a virtual relationship. We didn't have that, but we couldn't wait to see each other. We enjoyed spending time together. I remember we used to walk along from school because she was my high school sweetheart. We would walk along for miles. I'd walk her home. She lived on the west side of town and I lived on the east side of town. But I would walk all the way to the west side and in the summer we'd stop and we'd buy some cherries and we'd talk and we'd eat cherries and walk along. And then when I got to her house, I had to walk all the way over to the other side 
out of town. Praise the Lord. But I didn't feel like I was worn out. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I was in love. Praise. You know what I'm talking about, preacher? Hallelujah to God. Amen. And so you made the effort and you thought nothing of it. You were glad to do it because you wanted to see your honey. Is that right? Hallelujah. Amen. You talk to one another all the time. Amen. After all that, you get home and you get on the phone. Amen. The phone had a wire that plugged into the wall and a wire from the phone to the receiver. Wasn't no walking around everywhere. Amen. With no wireless phone. There was no such thing. Just got through walking and talking. You get home. You dial them again. I don't know what we had to talk about. It seemed like we should have talked out. But you're just glad to talk to the person you love again. But oh my friend. Amen. I'm talking to you married folk in particular. Sometimes after you've been together for a while. If you're not careful. You can begin to take each other for granted. And do things out of habit. Or obligation. Rather than from the heart of love. The romance is gone. Because you let it go. Amen. That love is waning. Because you're lazy and won't work at it. Come on friend. Hallelujah. And it's not just a husband's job to woo you. Amen. Praise God. Before you used to swoon. When he came around. When he talked to you. Your little head used to lay on his shoulder. Now your head is your own head. It's big. It's so big it can hardly lay on his shoulder. I guess that's the reason why you don't do it anymore. But you used to like to get up close to him. I remember a deacon years ago. He's dead now. Hallelujah. Deacon Thomas. Praise the Lord. His wife wasn't saved, but they used to walk down the street in the dead of cold here in New England. It was cold sometime. But he had ever D on his arm. I'm just making a demonstration. I ain't nothing between us. Hallelujah. And old Thomas would be walking down the street in the cold with his coat open. But he felt warm because he had ever D. That was his wife's name. Had her on his arm. Hallelujah. Now, amen, husband and wife walking down the street, button up, praise God, amen, all the way. She want to hold his hand. I want to hold your hand. It's too cold. Hallelujah. But before, praise God, you couldn't stand to be apart. Now you're taking vacations from each other. Amen. We've been married 43 years. I ain't never taken a vacation from my wife or her from me. But some of y'all do that because you're lazy. Amen. You don't cultivate, amen, your relationship with one another. Come on, friend. Hallelujah. You begin to take each other for granted. And you do things just because you're supposed to do them. You're obligated to do them. And people can tell whether you're doing something from your heart or just because you're supposed to do it. Hallelujah. My God, my God. Praise the Lord. Amen. But let me tell you something. Amen. The way you express your love when you were young never grow old. Hallelujah. Come on, saints. I'm here to tell you from experience. Those are fundamental ways that will always work. I don't care if you've been married as long as us or longer. Those ways will always work. Thank you, Jesus. 
wise husband and wise wives allow for spontaneity in their relationship so you always have some mystery in your marriage not the kind of mystery that I wonder who my husband with I wonder who my wife with I ain't talking about devilish mystery I'm talking about good mystery this is why a young lady keeps herself until the wedding night so there's mystery behind praise God what's going on when you fool around out here and you lay down with somebody and have sex with them and live with them before you get married the mystery is gone the thrill is gone this is craziness we got going on now folks live together three four five years ten years and then they want to get married and they want to come parading down the aisle in a white dress while a lot of goofy guests get all giggly about it that's an atrocity that's a shame if you've lived together all that time don't make a mockery of a wedding just go on down to the justice of the peace and say do me do me like I should have done 10 years ago praise God you don't need a big fanfare because there ain't no mystery left and there ain't no cleanness left hallelujah you don't need to go on along with that stuff nobody to save ought to be grinning I don't care if it's your children or not you ought not be grinning and going along with that mess praise God tell them don't bring that mess in my house if you're going to live like that then you live like that in your house or wherever you are but don't bring that mess in my house hallelujah to God oh thank you Jesus thank you Jesus hallelujah praise God but you got some spontaneity Amen. Let me just give you some examples. How to keep a marriage fresh and exciting. Praise the Lord. There's many times when I have taken my wife someplace and she didn't know where we were going. Praise God. I told her one time, let's just take a ride. And she thought we were just taking a ride. But she didn't know we were riding from Connecticut all the way to Quebec, Canada. Praise the Lord. That's, that's more than a ride. Praise God. You can't go up there with no clothes. Is that right? So that means a husband needs to know enough about his wife to know what to pack for her. Praise God. Amen. Come on and say amen. Some of y'all looking at me like deer. Amen. The deer look like at the headlights. Praise God. This is what intimacy is all about. It's not just flesh and sex. It's learning about one another so you can know what each other enjoys. Amen. And what to stay away from. Do I have a witness? Praise the Lord our God. I remember telling her one time, let's go to New York. She thought we were just going down to the city for a day. We ended up at amen, amen, at Kennedy Airport on our way down to the Dominican Republic. Come on, friend. You got to have some spontaneity. Some of y'all are just too dry, too pilgrimish or something, too puritanish or something. You're dry, you're dead. Amen. Your marriage just looks like a business contract. Amen. Each of you signed on the dotted line. You live two separate lives. There's no real love and enjoyment, friendship and relationship there. Something wrong with that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to God. Giving you a marriage class right now. Tune in, tune in, tune in. I ain't going to take weeks. I'm giving it to you right now. Hallelujah to God. Counseling right now. Hallelujah to God. Thank you, Jesus. We ain't going to spend hours in my office counseling right now. Praise the Lord. I'm telling you what to do. Praise the Lord, our God. Receive it. Praise the Lord. Thank you. I'm praying in a natural picture. 
and we'll be around the spiritual after a while. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. In a marriage relationship, there are things you do from time to time to keep your relationship alive. Amen. Spouses may carve out some time to get away from the mundane schedule so they can spend some uninterrupted time with each other. No babies crying. No phone ringing. Come on and say amen. They speak lovingly to one another. They write love notes. How many of you brothers? Amen. Praise God. Sisters, put your head down for a minute. But how many of you brothers used to write your wife a nice letter, a love letter, or send her a nice card? Praise the Lord. Amen. After a while, you get involved in marriage. After a while, you act like you got palsy. Amen. Your, your fingers don't work anymore like you got arthritis. Praise the Lord. Don't just text a writer. Praise the Lord. Send her a love note. Amen. And your wife shouldn't take it like Zedekiah and cut it up with a pen knife and throw it in the fire. She ought to put it in that love note box because it's good to go back every once in a while and read those old love letters. Woo! Pick up your head, brothers. Pick up your head. Hallelujah. You'll hear better when you're looking at me. Hallelujah to God. Amen. Send those love notes. Amen. You can still write a love note. You got time to do everything else. Amen. Write your wife a love note. Send her a card. Praise the Lord our God. Amen. Mother and I left here. I'll give you an example. Left here hobbling for the first time in my marriage. Amen. I didn't have a card to give her. Amen. On, on our actual wedding date. Because we left out of here not even knowing if we were going to be able to go. Hallelujah. But when I got down there unbeknownst to her I'd made arrangements to have a nice floral arrangement delivered to the hotel. And another gift, praise God. Hallelujah. And so she got the nice flowers. And I figured she's not going to be able to get these flowers home, although she found a way. Praise God. So I called back to my florist here. And I had a, I took a picture of the arrangement and said, listen, make up another one just like this. So when we get home, amen, she can have it. But she found now she got two. Two arrangements. But I'm, I'm giving you some practical, wise experience. Praise the Lord. So you know what to do, not just sitting there. Praise God, amen. You're hating on each other. Come on and say amen. You got to do something. Love is an action. Amen. You can't just get up there with a mouth dripping like honey. I'm not too big on the words. I love your baby more and more and more. And you got all the money in your pocket. You won't buy her nothing. You won't take her in any place. You don't treat her right. You don't put your arm around her. You don't hold her hand. All you want to do is have sex. Hallelujah to God. Praise the Lord. You wonder why your marriage is falling apart. Amen. You don't love each other. Wonder why, praise God, you the president and she's the vice president. Homes ain't like that. This ain't no business. The two shall be one flesh. Come on and say the two shall be one flesh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. So let me tell you something. Amen. Praise God. You, 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 you got to write those love notes and save them. Buy some flowers and gifts. Hold hands with your wife. You ought not be ashamed to hold your wife's hand. I know some of you say, well, everybody ain't the same. But I dare you, brother. To, I dare you to hold your wife's hand. Amen. And she got her smarts right. She 
won't pull it out. Come on, she she acting like praise God. She don't want you to hold her hand because you don't hold her hand and she don't want to extend herself so far as to get hurt when you don't respond. But you, the husband, you ought to grab your wife's hand. Come on and say amen. Hallelujah to God. Not wait for her to hold your hand. Come on, honey, let's hold hands. You ought to be holding hands. She ought not have to ask you to hold her hand. She didn't have to ask you before you put that ring on your finger. I had to tell you, stay apart. You're getting too close for the flesh sake. Put a Bible between you. Praise God. Be careful about how long you stayed out because you were like two magnets. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now you're acting like one is the North Pole. You ever have two magnets? Amen. Pole opposites. One is the North Pole, one is the South Pole. I remember as a child having magnets, turning them around, and then trying to push them together. Amen. They wouldn't come together. They repel each other. And that's the way some of y'all are in your relationship. But it ought not be like that. And if you get your relationship right and bring it to church, the church can be more unified. Somebody ought to shout hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Amen. Praise God. You ought to touch affectionately. Travel sometime. Share your thoughts. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I'm just giving you a quick well, quick lesson here. But, but, but let's look at this spiritually. Praise God. Because we want our relationship with Jesus Christ to be fresh and alive. So we need to get to know him through his word, which is the Bible. Do you know the Bible? Bible was written to you not just to the whole world but it was an individual letter a book for you hallelujah there's letters in here there you ought to take in the first person hallelujah and read it for yourself hallelujah amen you're looking at Bible and you find some love letters from Jesus you find some covenants from Jesus you look in that Bible you find poetry for you from Jesus he'll give you some history that the world can't even grasp and he'll give you some prophecy about what's going on now and things to come if you want to develop that relationship with him that is alive and refresh and freshening you got to back up and let him take the forefront somebody said where he leads me I will follow I'll go with him all the way in other words, you've got to change uh, your priorities. Uh, we're living in a culture that is so full of self uh, until it's going to implode. Uh, people are just full of self and what they want to do. They got dreams and have mapped out their own life. Uh, but you need to say, Lord, uh, take me by my hand. Uh, we used to sing a song, Precious Lord, uh, take my hand, uh, lead me on. Uh, and let me stand. Hallelujah. Stop snatching your hand out of Jesus' hand and learn how to hold his hand and say, oh, another old song. Lead me and guide me along the way. I know you don't know this one, but we used to sing it, Lord, if you lead me, I will not stray. Is that right, Sister Thomas? I will not stray. Lord, let me me walk each day with you. Lead me, oh Lord. Lead me. 
hallelujah. You want to walk with him and talk with him and say, Lord, I forget my list. Hallelujah. I had a list of things that were important to me, but scrap it all. What do you want me to do today? Where do you want me to go today? What do you want me to say today? Amen. And put your priorities aside and make Jesus your priority. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, make Jesus your priority. I'm not just talking about things of God. I'm talking about God himself. Because some of us do good things, but we love the gifts that we got more than the giver. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody said some folk would rather have houses and land. Some folks silver and gold. These things they treasure and forget about their soul. But I've decided to make Jesus my choice. Is it your choice? Then you got to love the Lord with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, with all of your strength. Shout yeah, yeah, Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, friend. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Listen, listen, listen. Praise the Lord our God. You got to spend time alone with him in prayer. Just like you used to talk to your girlfriend or your boyfriend sometime into the wee hours of the morning. You got to spend time with Jesus. Hallelujah. You and him alone. You got to tell him what he means to you. Hallelujah. Don't wait till you get here to to do the big talk. Talk to him outside of here. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And tell him what he means. What he means to you. Hallelujah. Where is the love for Jesus that we used to have? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You want to seek him with your whole heart. Remember when. Remember, remember, remember how it was when you wanted the Holy Ghost. When you felt there was a void within your life. Remember how it was hearing other people talk about the Holy Ghost. Seeing other people under the influence of the Holy Ghost. And you were sitting there, an empty vessel, waiting to be filled. The more you thought about it, the more you wanted it. Hallelujah. You got to a place where you would do anything to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Somebody told you, get out of yourself. And so you tried your best to get out of yourself. And somebody said to call on the name of the Lord. And so you begin to call Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody said call him louder. And so you open up your mouth because you really wanted the Holy Ghost. And you begin to call him louder. Because you wanted to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Do I have somebody that knows what I'm talking about? How many you remember? 
how you felt when you say I want it I want it I want the Holy Ghost I want what they have I want this joy I want this power I want this priest does somebody know what I'm talking about you're sitting there like you ain't got nothing but I remember 1969 how it was for me I wanted it more than anything I thought I knew how to receive it but when I did everything I thought would bring it I still didn't have nothing hallelujah thank you Jesus but I dare not give up but press on a little bit further and say Lord have mercy on me and fill me with the Holy Ghost shout yeah everybody didn't get it right away with the laying on of hands some of us prayed and we prayed we prayed all night long we prayed and we prayed until we found the Lord our soul couldn't rest contented until we found Jesus hallelujah oh Lord some way somehow when we surrendered when we believe here come the Holy Ghost just like the preacher said like a rushing mighty wind and it filled us and I can say every since that day my soul is satisfied shout yeah shout yeah shout yeah a lie when you got it like the Bible said you know what Peter was talking about when he said it's like joy unspeakable and full of glory I don't care what your personality type is when the Holy Ghost come it brings joy when the Holy Ghost come it brings fire when the Holy Ghost come it brings happiness when the Holy Ghost come you begin to glorify God you might normally be quiet but when the Holy Ghost come your mouth pop open you begin to speak with other tongues and the Holy Ghost give utterance you begin to joy in God your salvation you can't sit still you begin to move around your whole body begins to tremble hallelujah you feel something down on the inside welling up cause Jesus said if you believe on me as the scripture has said out of your belly out of your belly out of your belly out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water shout yeah shout yeah shout yeah shout yeah ah!
Jesus. Glory to God. When you get it right, somebody said, I said, I wasn't going to tell nobody, but I couldn't keep it to myself. Do you remember running? Do you remember leaping? Do you remember praising God? Do you remember stop worrying about where you were? Do you remember closing your eyes and giving them the praise? Hallelujah. Lift your hand and shout hallelujah. If you know what I'm talking about, lift your hand and shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. When you first got it, you wanted to come to church and you wanted to be there on time. Hallelujah. You didn't take the church for granted. You wanted to get there. You were stirred up. You wanted to be on time. Hallelujah. When you first got the Holy Ghost, it wasn't a problem to pray. You prayed and you took that Bible with you almost everywhere you went. It was like a bottle is to a baby. Bring that bottle. Any of y'all that have little children, they're still on the bottle. No matter where you go, you got to bring that bottle. Sometimes they need to feed. Sometimes they need to shut up. But bring that bottle. When you first got the Holy Ghost, this was your bottle. Hallelujah. You just wanted to get in the Bible and learn about Jesus. Everything was new. Everything was fresh. You were learning and getting excited. You wanted to show somebody what you just read and tell somebody about what was revealed to you. Is that right? Is that right? Come on, friend. Hallelujah. Find my mind. Your heart was so tender. You didn't want to offend nobody. You didn't want to hurt nobody. You had love in your heart for everybody. Do you know what I'm talking about? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let me tell you something. You had a lot of joy. Joy in you. Soon as we begin to sing, you didn't sit on your seat like somebody put crazy glue on your backside and stay down. But you got up, put your hands together. You got up, put your feet on the floor. You opened your mouth. You might have not been the greatest songster, but you sang the glory to the glory of God from the depth of your heart. Do I have a witness? I said, do I have a witness? Do you remember how it was? Somebody needed a ride. You were glad to go pick him up. Somebody needed help. You were glad to lend a helping hand. Hallelujah. Saints, we might be doctrinally correct, but some of us have left our first love. Where is the love? You got to go back. Hallelujah. And do those first works over again. I'm not talking about baptism, but get on your knees 
and pray and say, Lord, I repent. Isn't that what John said? He said, repent. You think of it only for the sinner, but repentance is for the saints too. Lord, I repent. Forgive me for being all enamored with the gift more than the giver. Lord, have mercy on me. I've let crazy stuff get in between my ears. I can't think right anymore. I'm holding this against this one and that against that one. And I'm dying spiritually. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, have mercy on me. Renew my strength and restore my joy. Didn't David say, restore unto me the joy, the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. Shout yeah, shout yeah. Somebody ought to want to break loose like they used to break loose and be able to run. Somebody ought to just love come into the house of the Lord and say whatever you need just tell me I'm glad to do it because I love Jesus he's my savior when storms are raging he's my shelter where he leads me I'll follow because I love Jesus I love Jesus and he loves me you don't have to wonder whether he loves you but you need to know that you love him back love the Lord love the Lord love the Lord with all your heart all your emotion all your affection all your feeling love the Lord with all your soul hallelujah because he died to save your soul shout yeah love him with all your mind soak up his knowledge and wisdom and let it direct your path hallelujah love the Lord with all your strength some of you don't even praise him with reckless abandon you don't praise him like you're giving him everything you give him a little bit a little bit of clap a little bit of pat a little bit of volume hallelujah hallelujah but when you first received the Holy Ghost you made a joyful noise is that right you don't mind seeing the preacher praise the Lord and dance but you shouldn't be looking you should be participating shout yeah you should be participating somebody said I get joy when I think about what the Lord has done for me I get happy when I think about what the Lord has done for me the Lord has done great things for us whereof we are glad are you glad about it are you glad about it I dare you 
I dare you. I dare you. I dare you to praise him with everything that's in you. And see, whether he don't help you, see that he'll bless you. See that he'll anoint you. See that he'll deliver you. See that he'll heal you. See that he'll lift you up. Let everything, let everything, let everything that has breath praise, 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 praise. Don't be cute. Praise the Lord. Don't be pretty. Praise the Lord. Don't be handsome. Praise. Hallelujah. Some of y'all won't even scream it. You just say hallelujah. But I want somebody to shout hallelujah. He's the joy of my salvation. He is my help. He is my hope. He is my deliverer. He is my joy. He is my healer. He's everything. He's everything. He's everything to me. Hallelujah! 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 Thank you, Jesus. Somebody ought to be saying right now, Lord, I love you. I want you to shower blessing upon me. I want you to do something on the inside of my heart. I've been cold too long. I've been dry too long. I've been dead too long. I've been mad too long. I've been angry too long. Ah, Jesus, do something, do something, do something, do something for me. Wake me up, stir me up, deliver me, give me power, break the yoke of the enemy. Come on and put your hand together. Come on and put your hand together. Just go ahead and give the Lord a praise for a minute. Some of you are way behind on your praise. You're way behind on your praise. You're way behind on your praise. Look how good the Lord has been to you. Look how he's helped you. Look how he's blessed you. Look how he's delivered you. Hallelujah. 
Look how he's made ways for you. Hallelujah. Think about what he's done for you. Put your hand together and give him a praise. Don't worry about if your girlfriend is looking or your wife is looking or your boyfriend is looking or your husband is looking. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness, for his goodness, for his goodness and his wonderful works to the children of men. He has done great things, great things, great things, great things. Yes, he has. Yeah, yes, he has. Go ahead, church, give him the glory for he's done great things for you. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Hallelujah. Somebody will say, Lord, I'm coming back. I want to fall in love with you all over again. I want you to re-anoint me. Hallelujah. Then the psalmist said, he anointeth my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely, 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 goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Has God been good to you? Has he been merciful to you? Then you ought to give him the praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I want to have somebody. I'm not going to grab you by the head and wrestle you to the floor. I already have anointing. I'm just going to touch you. Hallelujah. But if you come praising the Lord and believing Hallelujah. I said, if you come praising the Lord, I know he's going to do something for you. Somebody said, I feel like praising, praising him. Talking about the Lord God Almighty, I feel like praising, praising him. Everybody ought to come.